0: Welcome to Freedom Matters Today, I am Michael J. Sutton. Today is May the 20th, 2022. This is episode 12 of Freedom from Fear. The title for today's episode is When does God want to hear from you? Have you ever been tired? Exhausted? Weary? In our lives we have a lot of restlessness I don't know about your situation. Maybe you experience a lot of restlessness and frustration in life. For me, the last two years from early 2020 until a few months ago have been two years of weariness. We were told this was the most severe disease in our lifetime and we needed to stop the spread of COVID. Two years of sustained lies from people in power over lockdowns and mandates and passports now ending with admissions that COVID is only the flu, no harm done. For many Australians, it was their first taste in the deceit of democracy. I am, like many, a student of international relations, and this was not my first exposure. Twenty years of deceit over the war on terror. Perpetual corruption and financial mismanagement of the economy my entire adult life. And a political world where the best and brightest are ousted by the mediocre and forgettable, by the faction bosses and their backers in industry. In COVID hysteria, two years where our lives were placed on hold, for nothing. It was all a hideous lie. It was all a hideous fraud. No one will take responsibility. No one will be punished. Welcome to democracy. See yourselves out. But COVID was not the only time for weariness or the only source for weariness. People in Yemen have been at war for years. People in Ethiopia as well. No one cares, least of all the West. After all, they're Africans and Arabs, and their lives are not as important as Ukrainians and Westerners. We have discovered during the civil war in Ukraine that the life of a European is worth much more than the life of an African or Arab, or anyone else really. So much for political correctness. Thank God the Ukrainians are white, because if they were not, no one would know what was going on there at all. If you don't agree, tell me who's to blame in the current Sri Lankan mess, or the civil war in Ethiopia. All the war in Yemen. And where is all the money for the Middle East that we left in ruins in a series of wars that were completely amoral and godless? But we don't live in unusual times, not even remarkable times. This is not the greatest time in history. We may be living at a turning point in history, but who knows, few of us will be involved with that. Life is simply life. It is ordinary. The people in the past didn't know about the future because they lived in the past. But they faced the problems that we face and the people before that. It is amazing when you read the Bible because it is like reading what happened yesterday, not 2,000 years ago. It is perhaps why the author to the Hebrews says this about the Bible in Hebrews chapter 4, verses 12-13. to 13. For the word of God is alive And active, sharper than any double-edged sword, it penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. Nothing in all creation is hidden from God's sight. Everything is uncovered and laid bare before the eyes of him to whom we must give account. When does God want to hear from you? God seeks to uncover our inner workings. He wants to search our hearts. The Bible speaks to us because it speaks to our hearts, our thoughts and our inner being. It divides. That is, it separates, clarifies and sorts. The Bible goes beyond our actions, words and public life and goes to our heart. The places we keep silent Doors we keep closed, memories we keep hidden. God uncovers all of them, not for public viewing, but for his own. Because it is before God, all must give an account of their lives. God is the one who knows us, can see us, and can perceive us, regardless of the barriers we erect for others. They say the heart is our hidden life, but not for God. He sees all. He is especially interested in thoughts and attitudes of the heart. What secrets he must see, what truths he must discern, what wonders he must experience in the hidden life of the human heart. The question we must ask ourselves, however, is, why is God searching our hearts? What's he looking for? These words are very popular for Christians about the Word of God in Hebrews as they speak about the authority and power and the presence of the Word of God. Yet their inclusion at all in the letter to the Hebrews is not immediately obvious to the reader. Put simply, the writer to the Hebrews is saying that resting or abiding in God is often at risk due to the hardness of our hearts and the Word of God is the way that God discerns our faithfulness to him. The entire book of Hebrews is about finding this rest in God through Jesus Christ. The author's canvas is not simply the beginning of the little apostolic community in Jerusalem after the ascension of Christ. His canvas considers the whole scope of God's dealing with Israel, from Abraham right up to the advent of Christ. Hebrews is a remarkable book. It is perhaps the only book in the New Testament that truly grasps the depth, the width and the height of God's love for his people as well as the identity and consequences of the person of Jesus Christ. In chapter 3 we are told to fix your thoughts on Jesus whom we acknowledge as our Apostle and High Priest. Hebrews chapter 3 verse 1. Jesus has been faithful in his role of the Son over God's house, and we are his house if indeed we hold firmly to our confidence and the hope in which we glory, Hebrews 3, verse 6. This is not a house made with bricks or mortar, but it is the people of God. A key idea in Hebrews chapter 3 is that of perseverance, moving forward, keeping one's heart in check, not resting on the past achievements, living in the present, and going on. The author quotes from Psalm 95 where God told his people that he was angry with them and that they would not be able to enter his rest, which was the promised land of Israel. The warning for us who believe in Christ is simple. See to it, brothers, that none of you has a sinful, unbelieving heart that turns away from the living God. But... Encourage one another daily as long as it is called today, so that none of you may be hardened by sin's deceitfulness. We have come to share in Christ, if indeed we hold our original conviction firmly to the very end. Hebrews chapter 3, verses 12-14 to 14. For the author of the Hebrews, the problem of faith is the hardness of heart, or rather that the authenticity of faith is tested by the hardness of heart to the Holy Spirit and the Word of God through life, through our daily life. This hardness of heart is indicative of unbelief. And the way to discourage this, that's to discourage unbelief, is to encourage one another daily, as long as it is called today. When does God want to hear from you? Faith in God is is a daily faith, one step at a time, one day at a time. This is one of the reasons why Freedom Matters today moved from a weekly podcast and blog to a daily one. We need to encourage one another daily. The writer to the Hebrews does not say, go to church and you will get your weekly Mass or sermon from God, but he says, encourage one another daily. He's not speaking about your pastor. He's talking about you. You are to encourage each other daily. Many Christian fascists hate Hebrews for this reason. It's too revolutionary. It does away with the need for church entirely. Making faith a daily reality, not a Sunday ritual. And did not our Lord say, Give us this day... Our daily bread. In chapter 4, the author of the Hebrews goes on to say, Therefore, since the promise of entering his rest still stands, let us be careful that none of you be found to have fallen short of it. Hebrews 4, verse 1. The Sabbath day, which has become an idol to many Christians, is therefore just an image of the day of rest to come, the Sabbath rest of God, which is Christ. Of course, for Jews, the Sabbath is Saturday. Christians changed it to Sunday, but Hebrews points out that the more important reality is not the day, but the possibility of true rest in God, found in the Lord Jesus Christ and eternal life with God. He says, There remains then a Sabbath rest for the people of God, for anyone who enters God's rest also rests from their works just as God did from his. Let us therefore make every effort to enter that rest so that no one will perish by following their example of disobedience. Hebrews 4 verses 9 to 11. There are parallels with John's idea of abiding or remaining in Christ in his gospel. The Sabbath rest is essentially the rest that comes from knowing God and finding peace in him. The rest, this rest of God, is daily it is continual it doesn't stay one day of the week but it becomes every day God's work in searching us helps to prove our authenticity of faith it is immediately after these verses that we have the famous verses about the Word of God being living and active therefore the context implies that the Sabbath rest being the goal the Word of God is essential for discouraging the hardness of heart that comes as proof of disqualification. he is not speaking about a process of elimination, you no longer have faith, you are out, but rather a living and active faith that does not rest on the past or past achievements, a living and active faith that exists today, not yesterday, a living and active faith that is living and breathing and moving forward. God's word is not for yesterday, but for today. God wants us to walk with him, not stand still. He wants us to keep moving forward, not looking back. Is there ever a time when God wants to hear from us? Yes, of course. He wants to hear from us every day, because he is a God who walks with us every day in our daily life, and he never, never leaves us. Remember, freedom matters today because you matter to God. Thank you for listening to this podcast. We have a new podcast episode out every day. Freedom Matters Today explores freedom from a Christian perspective. Be sure to check out our daily blog at freedommatterstoday.com and subscribe. Join me tomorrow for another episode of Freedom from Fear.